0: Look nicely, here's Staniforth, taking it on, Walker.
1: Long range now for Staniforth to take. She'll be looking to lift this over the two-player wall. Birmingham City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick Found the head of the Birmingham City captain. Jordan finds Arthur, Arthur goes for a shot from distance. Oh, and it has to just be tipped over. Back to Ford who strikes it with her left foot, and that's goal number
0: two. It's a lovely finish into the top corner, guided in by Lucy Whip, just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. That'd be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton.
1: Welcome back once again to the Greats in 68 podcast, the dedicated weekly women's football show about all things Birmingham City. I'm Craig Hadley, and I'm glad to be joined this week by Chris. How have you been, Chris?
0: Yeah, good, thanks, Craig. You?
1: Yeah, not too bad. Pretty quiet week for myself.
0: Good. We begin, be this week... side,
1: but... <laughs> we begin this week's show with the news that Birmingham City have been drawn away to Sunderland in the FA Cup. The tie will be played on Sunday, the 16th of February, at the Appleton Colliery Welfare Stadium. Not only is that a superb, superb name crest for a stadium, but it's the kind of tie we've missed since Sunderland were harshly cast aside to the Women's National League.
0: Yeah, obviously we didn't, um, we didn't particularly enjoy our last trip there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a long drive. But um, if if you were to, if you were to offer us a, a third tier side in the next round of the FA Cup, then you'd have probably taken it. Whichever way it comes, obviously Sunderland have, you know, are doing well in, the, in in their division this season. They're, they're playing with confidence um, and they're going to be well up for a game against the WSL side.
1: Absolutely. As you mentioned, the last time Blues went to Sunderland, it wasn't exactly a pleasant evening for us. A 3-0 defeat with goals from Dominic Brunenberg, Hayley Sharp and Abby Joyce. I'm sure you're you've only just warmed up now, Chris, from that bitterly cold January evening in Sunderland. But are you looking forward to making the trip once again?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a bleak evening. To, it's fair to say, um, but yeah, it'll be good. It's you know, it's obviously a, a Sunday afternoon. I think it's a one o'clock kickoff, um, which when you think it's it's about three and a half, four hours up up to Sunderland, we'll have to set off early, but. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously there's there's Sunderland fans that we know from from our time in the WSL that will be there. So um, it'll be good to see some, some familiar faces again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sunderland are currently top of the Women's National League Northern Premier, the third tier for those unaware, and looks set to be promoted to the Women's Championship next season. It's not the same team they had in the WSL, of course, but it's certainly a team, as you mentioned, that will be up for this game. Hannah Hampton, Keris Harrop, Sarah Mayling and Rachel Williams are the only players remaining from the Birmingham side that lost that game back in 2018. Games fly by nowadays with the schedule they have. But do you think, Chris, they'll be looking to right the wrongs of their last trip up north?
0: Yeah, I think uh, also, you know, it's um, it's a good opportunity to progress into the next round of the cup, isn't it? You know, they obviously had their... Um, the issues in the league this season blues and you know of which you know the the next few games are are going to be pivotal to see how how they go with that but you know it's a welcome distraction i think the cup um you know, we went to sheffield united um, and picked up a very good win which will hopefully give them a lot of confidence going into the into the next few games including this cup game and um you know you win this one i think it's the quarterfinals the next stage isn't it so um you know and 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 obviously man city um chelsea arsenal have been kept apart so if if you can if you can progress into the quarterfinals you know there's there's lots of teams still in there that that wouldn't fancy playing blues in a fa cup quarterfinal
1: no absolutely and as you say it's quarterfinals if we get through and that's going to be good because considering we went out i think it was the fifth round last year to reading early on in martin teledore's uh rain as Birmingham manager so she will hopefully want to right the wrongs of last season herself a mm. uh, final bit of news from the past seven days is that Birmingham City's academy side completed a superb turnaround in the FA Academy League Cup to reach the quarterfinals themselves the Young Blues were trailing 2-1 to Bristol City after the first leg but produced an excellent 4-0 performance at Coles Hill Town to get the victory the goals came from Laura Brown Freya Gregory Missy Goodwin and Lily Simpkin, someone we know quite well this season, a great battling performance, Chris, and another sign that, that the Blues, no matter what level, that can uh, rise to the occasion when it really matters.
0: Yeah, I think obviously the you know the the, the goal scorers as well. Um, I think all of them have been in a match day squad this season. Obviously Lily's played, you know, and started quite a few games. Freya Gregory's played, um, a fair. A fair share of minutes. I think she started away at Brighton. Um, so yeah, there's you know the, the, all the all the goal scorers are, are players that have been in and around the first team squad, and I think that that uh, awareness um, and exposure to to first team football um, has probably done the world of good. And like you say, even though they were two one down after the first leg, that they had the confidence to. To go out for that second leg and and turn it around and they did so emphatically so yeah massive massive congrats to them and and um, hope they continue to to thrive in the academy
1: yeah absolutely and I was listening to uh, Switch Radio this week they were talk they had uh, Louis Sow on the the West uh, Brom manager mm. and he was talking about how um, loan loan moves are really good for players now and players who are the same sort of age as Lily Simkin and that are looking to play first team football. And if they can't get it at the club they're currently at, they'll obviously want to get a loan. And he thinks uh, in the future it's going to get more more often. You're going to see teams sending players out on loan to lower division clubs to get that first team experience. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Do you think that's going to be the case?
0: Yeah, I've no doubt that you know. Obviously, the the way the game's going, um, you know, there, there might be a, an awful lot of money at the top end of the WSL. Um, which we you know, which will have a, a filter down effect. You know, so the players who aren't good enough for for the top four will filter down to the bottom half of the WSL, and then obviously, uh, as, as that comes in, um, you know, the the players who are at those bottom clubs will will probably be surplus to requirements. So as as you say, as as Louis said on on the podcast, that um, you know, teams in the championship will certainly be looking at young players coming through at the WSL clubs and also players who, who aren't being played, uh, who are looking for first-team football as, as viable options to come and play for them in the championship. Um, obviously, Lily's played uh, a fair share of, of first-team football this season and she's come in and done really well. So, um, you know, someone like Lily Simkin, who, who's clearly shown that she's good enough for Blues, I don't think there's any need for her to go out on loan, but um, but certainly the other ones who who might only play a bit part and and get a few substitute appearances, it'd be better for them to go out and 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 get a taste of, of first-team football, even if it is in the championship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I use Lily as an example of seeing uh, what a player can do when they get brought into a team. Of course, I, <clears throat> I would I wouldn't want to see her go anywhere. Which she's obviously yeah. done well for us so far this season. Uh, and it's also more good news, of course, for those four, Laura Brown, Freya Gregory, Missy Goodwin and Lily Simkin, who have all been selected for the England, under, England under-17s upcoming trip to Florida. Congratulations to them for that. We'll now move on now to the Sheffield United game then. And Birmingham City beat the Blades 3-0 away from home in the FA Cup this past weekend. Marta Tejador made four changes to the side that lost to Man City. Captain Kerris Harrop came to the back into the starting eleven her first start since October. Alongside her was Georgia Brome, making her first start for the club with Sarah Mailing and Rebecca Holloway making way. Attacker Emma Kelly also made her first start with Brianna Vasali coming back into the team as well. Rachel Williams and Claudia Walker dropped to the bench. We've seen that Rach maybe look a bit jaded in recent weeks, Chris, due to the lack of service she's had and the Becks we've talked about also needed a rest. Do you think the changes, including moving Harriet back to fullback, was a smart move by the manager.
0: It, it certainly looks it now, doesn't it? As she as she scored two goals um, from you know cutting in from that right right back slot. But um, yeah, Kerry's coming back in when Keri's is fit. She has to play. That's that's you know the the most obvious first name on the team sheet really. If, if Keri's is fit, so it's finding that other centre back alongside her. Um, I think Harriet's done okay there, but. Yeah, obviously you want Harriet at right back. That's that's where her her standard position is. Um, it's where she prefers to play, and I think it's where we'll get the best out of her. So it's good to have her back there. Um, Brougham as you say, came in and um, you know has kept a clean sheet. Looked good on the ball, um, composed, knows that role, and, and uh, you know if she is alongside someone like Keri's Harrop, who can who can guide her through it. Um, and give her even more experience then then all the better for for her and for blues so I think yeah I think the changes she made um, you know I I saw the team at the start and I, I really liked really liked the look of it um, I thought it was a positive team um, you know Rach, to have someone like Rachel Williams who you can who you can bring in and out the side as well yeah um, when needs be when she's when when she's fit and raring to go is, is a brilliant option but um but yeah certainly I thought the the team selection was was much better it looked fresh um and obviously it caused Sheffield United problems as well.
1: After a goalless first half Blues finally got the breakthrough in the 55th minute. Lucy Staniforth whipped an across from the right and it was definitely headed into the bottom corner by Harriet Scott. It was the first goal for the club Chris and what a goal to open your account with
0: yeah and then you know in a, in a big moment as well because obviously away to sheffield united um in in an FA cup game uh you know nil-nil at half time and you know all, all the things that that have happened to blues over the over the season so far it was um it was a really big moment and and i think you know for, for harriet to to get the goal um somebody who who has been you know had to play out of position. I think for her to to get back in her own position and to get that opening goal was 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 just reward for her efforts this season if you like and obviously standing forth the creator once again um, you know to, to to put us into the lead uh, against a side like we said last week who are who are going great guns in the championship who would have been confident going into this game. so I think the first, getting the first goal was all important.
1: yeah, absolutely. Scott then turned provider as she cut the ball back for Staniforth, who hit it first time into the top corner from just inside the area. When Lucy Stan is on a game crest, she's a real difference maker, and she certainly turned up for this one.
0: If if she's anything like, she's too good for any championship club, um, you know. And and if you give her space inside the box, she's you know, enough time. She's she's gonna find the back of the net, and it was a really good finish, um, well out the keeper's reach. Um, and at that point, really, even though we've we've had our issues defensively this season, I think with the with the new look back four, um, you know, and, and a confident the confidence it would have given us to go two 0 up. I think that was probably game over from there. You know, Sheffield United have had a, a lot of big games in quick succession, and I think obviously that second goal relatively quickly after the first will have will have really will have really been a kick in the teeth for them.
1: Absolutely, and United were limited to very few chances in this one, thanks to the partnership of Broome and Harrop already taking effect. Late on, uh, substitute Sarah Mayling whipped in across from the left this time, and Scott was there again to loop the header over the keeper. You often see that, Chris, someone score, uh, takes ages to score a goal, and then they finally get another one straight after. It's uh, it's good to see, and then the match also had a nice moment for Claudia Walker, who made her 25th appearance for the club, coming off the bench in the 78th minutes. We'll now go on to the question of the week. A new segment. If, if we get a question every week, if we don't have a question, I won't ask one. But, but this week we have got one. So the question is, Chris, the club mentioned before the United game that they tried to sign two more players, but the deals didn't come to fruition. Do you, do you guys think 17 players will be enough to keep us up?
0: If everybody stays fit between now and the end of the season, then, then we'll have a chance. Um. Yeah. obviously the... The concern is, you know, like like Brighton away um, this season, where you all of a sudden go into a into a really big game, um, and Keris Dan and Rachel aren't fit, which is what happens. Um, you know, and obviously that that really does limit you and and puts you under a lot of pressure. But um, if everybody stays fit, um, then obviously you don't need more than you don't need more than the seventeen that that we've got, but um, yeah, I hope I hope it does. You know, obviously, be careful with with Kerris coming back from her injury. Obviously, Rachel was out for such a long time as well. So, you know, she's probably played more than the club would have liked her to play since her return from injury. But um, <clears throat> obviously, she got the rest on on Sunday, which hopefully will do her the world a good going into our, our upcoming fixtures.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. This month is the is the most crucial one, I think. If we, if we can pick up oh, two yeah. or three wins, then the rest of the season is d- doesn't really matter <clears> pretty much because I don't think Liverpool and Brighton and Bristol are going to pick up points. We know that. But if we can limit them in the games that we can control, then we've got a chance of pulling away before it gets too messy towards the end of the season.
0: He only needs one to be below us at the end of the, at the, that's end true, of the yeah, season. Yeah. You know, obviously, that's that's not the... That's not the way to think, and it's not the way the club will be thinking at all. Obviously, they'll 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 back themselves to pick up points in, in every game they play, and they'll want to finish as high in the table as possible. But um, yeah, you 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 you're spot on. It's it's come the end of February, we'll know exactly what what the likelihood is of us staying up or going down without a doubt.
1: Let's turn our attention now to this Sunday and the trip to Merseyside to face Liverpool. Both sides are coming off the back of big wins in the FA Cup. Blues, of course, beat Sheffield United and Liverpool beat Blackburn Rovers 8-1. Rinsola Babajide scored four of those goals for Liverpool at the weekend. She's a player I often see as very hot and cold, Chris. When she's on it, she's almost unplayable with her pace and skill but I don't think she's consistent enough and that's probably why she finds herself in and out of the Liverpool starting eleven.
0: Yeah, that was um, exemplified in, in the game at Blues this season where for 25 minutes, half hour, she looked an absolute world beater. Um, you know, they, they got the ball to her at every possible opportunity they could. And, and she did look like she could cause us problems, but then she just disappeared, um, you know, and, and completely faded out the game as Blues took control of it. Um, so, but, but without a doubt, she's a threat. Um, you know, she's got a lot of tricks in her locker and, um, and and on a, obviously she showed against Blackburn that she can put the ball in the back of the net as well. So um, she, she's one of you know four or five that that Blues need to be careful of uh, in terms of Liverpool going forward because that they'll know you know come off the back of a, a a really big confidence boosting win at Bristol City keeping a clean sheet and then obviously the the route of Blackburn in the FA Cup. So they'll be confident going into this one and. Um, Baba G Day is is one of their one of their big threats yeah.
1: yeah absolutely we could talk about Mel Lawley as a threat. we could talk about Kirsty yeah. Lynette we can talk about Neve Charles. There's a, there's a lot of players there who can on their day make a difference but it's to, it, it, they just haven't found that sort of form this season consistently enough considering the players they've got. Birmingham City won the reverse fixture 2-0 earlier this season at Damsung Park, as we've mentioned. It was a rare day where we actually bossed the game for at least a half. Keris Harrop and Lucy Staniforth were on target for the Blues on that occasion. Things have changed, of course, since that game. Liverpool have brought in the likes of Rachel Furness from Reading earlier this month. She's the kind of player who can take the game by the scruff of the neck and make stuff happen, Chris. We'll need to be ready for the battle in that midfield on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing the one thing Furness will give them is you know we go back to that game at, at Blues earlier on in the season. It was all too easy for our midfield to to boss the game and, and to keep possession of the ball. You know they, they never really got <clears throat> they never really got rattled, um, and I think the addition of Furness will will mean that that won't happen. Um, you know even if she makes a few challenges and gives a few free kicks away. It won't be as easy for, for the Blues midfield on the ball as it was that day um, with Furness in the side. She'll make sure of that. Um, and I think just, just you know, obviously the, the the confidence Liverpool will be in as well. You know, the, like I say, that, that Bristol game was, was absolutely massive for them. They had to go there and win that. Um, and they did. And I think it will have given them a lot of confidence. Um, the, the players you mentioned, the attacking options they've got, like you say, on their day, they're, they're good enough to, to, to score goals against anybody. The, the reason that they're, they're at Liverpool and, and Liverpool aren't having a good season is, is that consistency. Um, that's the only thing stopping them. But, you know, like you say, if they click on their day, um, th- then they can be a threat for anybody.
1: Uh, Fran Kitchen started the last game for Liverpool in goal when we played them, but suffered a horrific facial injury in training mm. recently. Look um, nice,
0: that did, didn't it? <laughs>
1: It's it's not something you want to look at when you're having your tea, anyway. No. Um, Anchor Price is likely to start on Sunday. How do you think that will change things? Um,
0: I'm not sure. Obviously, th- Price played against um, Bristol, didn't she? So, um, you know, it will have given them. Um... Did she play against Bristol? Uh,
1: I think Anchor Price I th- played. Th- I think.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. she did. Didn't she against Bristol? Yeah. Um. So you know that will have. The fact that they kept a clean sheet at Bristol, she saved a penalty from Charlie Wellings as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, she'll 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 have a lot of confidence going into the game, and um, <clears throat> you know when the when the league is so tight and there's so few games, having that momentum and that confidence going into big games like this is, is a massive plus. Um, you know that they'll have it definitely, uh, but we should as well. You know we've we've gone we've gone to Sheffield United who. Could be, hang, clinging on to the hope that there's still a chance that there'll be a, an FA WSL side next season, um, if only for the reason it means somebody else won't. But um, you know, look, we we went to Sheffield United and picked up a really good result. Um, a lot of teams have have played Sheffield United this season and been and been surprised at how how solid they are. And but but we went there and. You know, got picked up a good three nil win, so we should go in with with confidence as well, with a you know hopefully with a with a solid back line again, that with everybody knowing their roles in their right positions and. Um, but it's a massive game without a doubt. Yeah, I
1: think I think Sheffield might have picked up a result against Liverpool earlier in the season in the. Counter- yeah, they did, I didn't think they? So. they? I, yeah. I was
0: I, I was going to mention that, but uh, I wasn't sure if the, I was right. The, the I de- de- think they, de- yeah. they beat them, didn't they? Did I they
1: think beat so. Them? I think so. Villa definitely did. I don't know. I th- yeah. but I but I, I think Sheffield did as well. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. At least did.
1: got they at least got a draw. You can you can you can correct us in the comments. Yeah. If we're tell wrong. us
0: Rich. Come on, Rich. Tell us. Uh
1: what do you hope for on Sunday, Chris? I would like to see Marta keep Kerris and Georgia in that centre of defence with Scott and Jordan either side. I don't think it's a surprise that as soon as you put players in the in the correct positions we've tried and tested centre backs, you keep clean cheap.
0: Well, you know it's football is a very simple game at times and if you've got 11 players who are playing in the positions that they know well then you've got more of a chance of of looking looking more composed and and looking a threat than you do if um you know if everybody's trying to learn their positions but I agree uh I think that would be my back four choice as well um know, yeah, and then you've got a, a multitude of options in midfield, really. If, you, if you're going to play three in midfield, um, I think obviously Lucy Stan has to play. She's the big threat. I think Chloe Arthur has to play. You know, throughout the throughout the season, I think she's she's somebody who has looked composed and have the ability to keep the ball. And I'd probably go Visali as well for that, just for that energy and fight. Fighting spirit, you know, away in a big, big relegation battle. I think you want somebody that isn't going to make life easy for Liverpool, and I don't think she will. Um, and then your front three—it's um, a difficult one. Emma Kelly has impressed since she's come in. As as Abby Grant, I think I'd probably go with those two either side of Rachel if it was me. Um, obviously, we 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 don't know how they how they're training this week. If if anybody's feeling anything, but. If everybody's fit um, for a game like this, I think that's that's sort of the way I'd go.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair enough, Chris. I think Rach gave Leanne Robe a bit of a tired time last last uh, last time we played them, so that's that's sort of, that's sort of where I'm leaning to as well. Yeah. Uh, predictions then. I think confidence going into Sunday's game is going to be important. Both sides will certainly have that. As a result, I think Liverpool will score, but Blues will win the game two one with a goal from Lucy Whip. What about you, Chris? Cool.
0: Um... I want to. want to see us. I want to see us up for the battle. Um, you know, I want to see us up, up for the fight. We know Liverpool are going to come out, probably going to come out the blocks um, really quickly, try and catch us, get an early goal, and get their confidence going in front of their own fans. Um, if we can weather the storm early on, um, I don't see why we can't keep a clean sheet. And I will go. Um, I will go an early goal. And then we'll nick one on the break in the second half for a repeat of the home fixture. And I'll go 2-0 Blues with Brie Visali to get the second.
1: Sounds like a good idea. Get in touch with us at GreatsIn60 on Twitter if you want to share your score predictions with us as well. And if you've enjoyed the show, please share with your friends. And we'll see you next time. And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Sense 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep right on.